The Lord be with you and also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of love touches earth in the humility of Christ, here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship on this special marathon weekend. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written, emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the first epistle of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 4 with the Antiphon. Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down safely.
And now, beloved, please rise as you are able for the reading, the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 36 through 48. Glory to you, O Lord. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement. The Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement. While personal faith is not merely individual faith, nonetheless, it is in persons like you that faith is received and known and nourished. There is no hiding here, no hiding behind an unconsidered ignorance, nor behind a well-tempered philosophy, nor behind a mountainous and real hurt, nor behind sloth. Your faith is yours, especially when it is about all you have left to go on. So, you will continue, brightened by Easter, to develop and practice your faith 
We are not meant to live in Lent. We are meant to live in Easter. And the difference Easter makes comes in part by way of a full-body embrace of your own personal faith. Do you know God to be a pardoning God? Do you hope to be made whole in this lifetime? Knowing pardon, can you creatively and even at some risk work with another whom you think needs your pardon, I beg your pardon, but who may himself think that you need his? Just how sharp is your faith in its faithful practice of what we pray come Sunday, forgive as we forgive? Or, longing for wholeness, can you creatively, and even at some risk, take up work that you have long left behind, but that you know is part of personal faith, faith development, reading, prayer, giving, serving, listening, pardon, wholeness. It's up to you. Here the faithful Lutheran J.S. Bach can indeed help us by means of his own example in faith, his own Bible, we have recently been further taught, was laden with notes in the margin, questions, renderings, ruminations. So, beginning today, one of us may choose to play the piano again. Another may take a language study. One may find a daily devotional reader like the one my friend gave me by C.S. Lewis, which sits on my bureau so I can read it while tying my tie morning by morning. Another may sit in the quiet of the sanctuary for a good while before worship, as Emerson did, famously writing, I love the silent church before any speaking. One may wander, saunter, flâner dans la rue, walking for a bit every day. We even have a health group on the staff here doing that right now. Another may start to journal, to record dreams, to record insights, to record angers, to record escapes. Teaching and learning are spiritual adventures in the pursuit of invisibles and intangibles. Or, if nothing else, you can hardly do better than a conversation in loving care with another person of faith over lunch, over coffee, over a beer, over the phone. Or, one may look hard at his sexual life, sexual activity, to see whether it becomes the gospel and whether it approximates the very general guidance in the wisdom saying in singleness, integrity, and in partnership, fidelity. At least one, probably, will choose weekly to listen to the Marsh Chapel service come Sunday and the word of the gospel 
Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Dr. Jarrett, in terms of today's music and text, what witness do you sense Bach brings us of personal faith within the setting of this lovely cantata? Today's cantata is indeed a lesson in faith, assurance, and the promise of God's goodness in our lives. Cantata 69a, Praise the Lord, O My Soul, was first performed on August 15, 1723, like all of the cantatas in our series this year during Bach's first three months as cantor in Leipzig. We have seen in these cantatas not just a remarkable display of compositional craftsmanship, but also an authoritative theological understanding through both the compilation of the libretto, but also the setting of those texts. Cantata 69a features from beginning to end an exuberant and joyful hymn of praise of God and the good works that enable a life in and of faith. Opening with full festival forces with trumpets and timpani, Bach sets the words of Psalm 103, verse 2 in a marvelous double fugue. The music is absolutely radiant, brilliant, and brimming with the praise of all God's faithful. With this rich texture, we can well imagine the sound of Wesley's thousand tongues to sing the great Redeemer's praise, as we will sing in our final hymn today. For Bach, the gospel lesson of the day for him was from Mark chapter 7. This is the account of Jesus healing the deaf man at the Sea of Galilee. As the cantata turns from corporate in the first movement to personal praise, the soprano and tenor soloist join the voices that witnessed Jesus' miracle, proclaiming the goodness of his deeds and the glory of God. The cheerful tenor aria is delightfully scored for recorder and oboe da caccia. Listen for the extended line that Bach writes for the word erzela, or declare. And like the man whose tongue Jesus loosed, the tenor promises a gottgefällig singen durch die frohe Lippen, or a God-pleasing singing through joyful lips. With the following alto recit, we turn even further inward to remember our human frailty and our shortcomings. With further reminder of the gospel lesson, the alto calls on God to utter his mighty epfata, just as Jesus did in Mark 7, verse 34. From the singing of that word, is an Aramaic word meaning be opened, the otherwise syllabic restative opens to a lovely melody on the words, so wird mein Mund voll Dankens sein, then my mouth will be full of thanks. The bass aria which follows affirms God as redeemer and protector. The believer, here in the voice of the bass, pens himself to Christ's cross and passion, pledging to praise at all times, in the same way that Christ gladly took up the cross, thereby exalting his passion, we too will rejoice and sing praise in our own cross-bearing and suffering. Note the stark contrast of the lines for Kreuz und Leiden, cross and suffering, with singt mein Mund mit Freuden, my mouth sings mit 
Mitfreuden with joy. The final chorale echoes the close of Mark 7, proclaiming, He hath done all things well. Was Gott tut, das ist wohlgetan, dabei will ich verbleiben. Because God holds me in a fatherly embrace in his arms, I will let him alone govern me. Confidence, assurance, affirmation, and ultimately, faith to live in freedom and freedom to live by faith. And so, the Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement, of deep personal faith and active social involvement. On the front porch of our beloved Marsh Chapel stands John Wesley, preaching, who reminds us that there is no holiness save social holiness, no holiness save social holiness. In the tradition which gave birth to Boston University and to Marsh Chapel, and so to our worship on this and every Sunday here, personal faith and social involvement go together and, in truth, are not found except hand in hand. As all of our eight days of worship, teaching, fellowship, and remembrance in honor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., have evinced among us pistis, faith, and polis, culture, city. Faith and culture go together. Here Bach may help us if, especially, in a surge of beauty, his music showers on us a sense of grace and in so doing gathers us as one. The older Lutheran preference for the two kingdoms Christ and culture in paradox, is at some lesser closeness to the transformational aspiration in Wesley's social holiness. Yet Bach's very vocational choice to embed himself in congregational musical life is itself a harbinger of transformation. More, the universal regard for the beauty of Bach places us on the edge of a way forward as a global community. As Christian women and men, we are not free to celebrate faith apart from life, to affirm faith in ignorance of the polis, the city, the culture, the political. The Bible itself is a 66-book declamation of social justice at every turn, by every writer, with every chapter, at every point. Moses, Amos, Micah, Matthew, Luke, Paul, all. Try and read the Bible without being confronted, accosted, seized, and shaken by its fierce acclamation of the hope of justice. Real religion is never very far from justice, even though justice alone, a crucial part of the gospel, alone is not the heart of the gospel. The gospel is love, which is more than justice, though not less. You then, in real time, read the newspaper as well as the Bible. You have reason and obligation to be concerned about what you read, 
you have reason and obligation to be concerned about the persons and personalities driving culture, cultural and political formation. You also have reason and obligation to be concerned about the policies, speaking of polis, which emanate from those personalities and persons, those forms of rhetoric and language and behavior. You have full reason and obligation to be concerned about public good, about the polis, about the forms of culture and civil society across our land, painstakingly built up over 250 years, that are not government and not politics, but are more fundamental and more fragile than both. And you have reason and obligation to be concerned about the use of military force, either as Christian pacifists or as Christian activists watching for the just war adjectives, responsive, multilateral, proportional, non-imperial, just, and limited. As a runner, say, you have reason and obligation to be concerned about the route itself. Run with joy the race set, but neglect not to engage by precept and example the social support, the cultural forms required for the race. The route, the roads cleared, the police, the first responders, the supporting cheerers, the rules and traditions, the many thousands standing by you and standing with you and standing for you. Personal holiness is the run. Social holiness is the root. They go together. Five years ago on this date, we began Marathon Monday with our Marsh Chapel traditions, the Dean's Breakfast, the meal of eggs, bacon, muffins, and juice, with invitations to all undergraduates to arise before the race comes through Kenmore Square, music to sing written in Boston long ago for a children's choir, My Country Tis of Thee, Sweet Land of Liberty. Longfellow cited, one if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be. The Gettysburg Address recited in full, four score and seven years ago. Then out to the race and the day and the 26-mile family picnic on Boston's best morning. But as you know, the day ended differently than planned five years ago, as our Wednesday, April 11th remembrance this past week here at BU recalled. Just recall the social involvement of those who expected to treat blisters and ended up placing tourniquets. Just recall the social involvement in the lives saved, hundreds saved, by prepared, well-supported, team-oriented hospitals and physicians. Just recall your social involvement in the vigil that Tuesday evening on the plaza, the Wednesday evening worship service here in the sanctuary, the Thursday morning service at the cathedral with the president speaking words of grace, the Friday lockdown, and then Monday's global service for our own Luling Si, which ended with her family 18 together 
bowing at the waist before the university and the world. Dime con quien quieres, dime con quien corres, y te diré quien eres. You tell me with whom you run, and I will tell you who you are. The Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement. So our song this Lord's Day is just this. Ah, would that I had a thousand tongues. Ah, would that my mouth were empty of idle words. Ah, would that I said nothing other than was geared to God's praise. Then I would proclaim the highest goodness for all my life. He has done so much for me that I cannot thank him in all eternity.
My soul, rise up, declare what God has shown you. Praise his marvelous deeds. Let singing that pleases God pass through your joyful lips. Please join me in thanking the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium under the direction of Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett for their gift of praise through music this morning.
we welcome you again to Marsh Chapel, whether you are seated here in the nave, listening at home or in your car via WBUR or over the podcast. Wherever you are and whoever you take part in our services, please know that you are, we value your presence with us. If you are seated here in the pews, we invite you to locate the red pads along the center aisle of each pew and write your name and contact information. This helps us to get you to know you better and you to get to know one another better. We have quite a few announcements today, some of which do not appear in the bulletin, so please listen closely. Uh, Tomorrow is Marathon Monday, and we welcome those of you who may be joining us today in light of that race. Um, The dean invites you to join him and Jan at the Brugger's Bagels in Kenmore Square for a Marathon Monday brunch at 10.30 a.m. From there, the group will go watch the final mile of the marathon. In addition, Marsh Chapel offices will be closed tomorrow in observance of that. Today starts Marsh Chapel's observance of Earth Week, and we have a number of events taking place. After worship today at 12.30 p.m. in Robinson Chapel on the lower level of of Marsh Chapel, uh, Marsh Associate Savannah Wu will be hosting a conversation entitled, Are We Climate Ready? Uh, We invite you to join us with other folks from around the Boston area in learning about the impacts of climate change, and what that will mean for the city of Boston and what we can do to mitigate those changes. Uh, Light refreshments will be served. On Tuesday at 3 p.m., we will be out on the plaza hosting our Planting in the Spirit activity, which is an opportunity for students to get their hands dirty by decorating some terracotta pots and taking home a small succulent in it. Uh, On Thursday at 6 p.m. in the Marsh Room, there will be a panel discussion entitled, Is It Bougie to be Green? The Gentrification of the Eco-Movement. Panelists will discuss the intersection of socioeconomics, faith, and environmentalism. And next Saturday, MOVE is hosting a cleanup of the Esplanade from 9 a.m. until 12 p.m. To register for that, please email Marsh Associate Tom Batson at thomascb at bu.edu. The Inner Strength Gospel Choir invites you to attend their spring concert entitled Through God We Grow on Friday, April 27th at 7.30 p.m. here in the nave of Marsh Chapel. The following day, Saturday, April 28th, they will be hosting their 45th anniversary symposium entitled The Evolution of the College Gospel Choir from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the BU Photonics Center, room 206. Tickets are $10 and are available through Eventbrite. We are nearing the end of the semester here at BU, and for some, that means the end of their journey here as students. We invite all graduating students from any degree program to reflect on their spiritual journey through their time at BU and submit a reflection for our This I Believe Sunday on May 13th. Submissions must be made by Monday, April 30th to the Marsh Chapel website in order to be considered, and participants will be announced on Thursday, May 3rd. Finally, our study period retreat, Belonging to One Another, will take place Friday through Sunday, May 4th through 6th. Join us for study time, meals, support, and encouragement. Registration is open on the Marsh Chapel website and is free. For all other news and announcements, please visit the Marsh Chapel website at bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now as the ushers wait upon us, let us remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
loving and merciful God, you sent your Son to redeem us from the burden of sin and death. Guide us to be echoes of divine compassion as we strive to uphold your commandment to love one another as you have loved us. May we strengthen our own communities, for in serving others, we are serving you. Amen. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen.